Bush and Richie here with your daily takeaway. Busy week this week, lot going on. Uh, obviously, tomorrow, Pancake Day, Shrove Tuesday. Yes. You've got your Ash Wednesday, which is also your Valentine's Day. I feel really sorry for today. It's just such a humdrum Monday. There's nothing going on. Mondays are crap anyway. But on a week where there's, like, named days. Yeah. Days where, like, you're declaring love or sending cards or eating pancakes or all that kind of stuff... Monday's really up against it today. So it should have been something day. Like, when they're looking through the calendar and you can see how this was going yeah. to pan out, they, yeah. should have, they should have named today something. For example, last Friday, just gone, was Pizza Day, National Pizza Day. I really do feel that this particular Monday, it's really dropped a ball. Do you know what? This is retrospective now because we're at the end of the, the Monday. Yeah, it's, it's, kind it's of, done, isn't it? It's, this horse has bolted in many ways. But it, I feel like today's been like National Spring Day. It's felt springy. It's felt nice. Hasn't it felt I springy? Agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, the Charminder this morning on my little school run um, manoeuvrings told me that it's going to be nice today and then it's terrible weather again. So. I don't know whether that's kind of going to work or not. So, so. spring day, we're, we're scratching that one. Um, oh, I've got an idea. Actually, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. It, at the end of this episode... Tease them. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. We want to talk about school dinners for a second, if we may. So the same thing happens every morning on our school run. I walk along my five-year-old, Thea, and I try and remember what it is she's got for lunch that day. I can never remember it. And they make it really confusing at school. So I've got three different menus... They all rotate by one week. Uh, and then there's, like, red menu if you want meat, or there's the green menu if you want you want veggie stuff. And sometimes you get an email from the school and you'll panic and you'll realise they're just saying, oh, we're changing that meal on that day, and they're like, all right, whatever. Oh, it's come through the high-level ping thing that's <laughs> an actual app on my phone. Uh, anyway, this morning, uh, Thea was bemoaning the fact that it was roast dinner again. <sighs> roast dinner again. Again. And I, I used the Scouse phrase, you don't know you're born, to her. <laughs> Uh, and I, I was saying to her, what I would love to do, because she just moaned sometimes quite a bit about these meals, where I would, I'd, I'd kill to come in. I'd love to come in and, and have, like, hot dog they had uh, Thursday last yeah. week. Well, that'd be so good. Um, they don't realise how lucky they are. I'd love to take her school on, like, an impromptu school trip, just her class, in a time machine back to when we were all kids and show her what we used to have for school dinners then. I'm not, I'm not being a moaning old so-and-so about it. They were way worse back then. And I'm sure, you know, if you're a different age or whatever, it was probably even worse. I think the further back you go, the worse school dinners used to be. Some of the stuff that uh, we had back then still gives me kind of PTSD. <laughs> so just as an experiment in this hour, because I'm going to take this information back to Thea and get her to tell her friends about it. So maybe go up and down the line in the queue and just warn people. When you think of school dinners... What is the first meal that comes into your head? Don't think about it too much. First meal that comes into your head. First meal that comes into your head. So I used to be sent in with a packed lunch, but if I was lucky enough to go in and actually have school dinner, yeah. I can just see ladles of mash just being dolloped down on a plate. But what I would try to do is spend the money that I was given for the school dinner on the mash, I would spend it instead on getting a sticky willy and custard. Sticky willy and custard? Did you never have those? Like those the, the buns with... The icing on top. I would, I would search for it on the work computer, but I think I might lose my job. <laughs> That's what we called them. What is it like? A is it an ice bun? Yeah, with uh, like stuff on the top. Yeah, like icing and custard. I've never heard it called a sticky willy before. That's what, that's what everyone called them. It's not a thing you put in your ear when you lick your finger and put it in someone's ear. No, that's I've never had that done. It's a wet willy. <laughs> it is. I think there might, I I might be. I've never heard that before. Okay, so it's like yin and yang, swings and roundabouts, yeah. horrible mash, but quite a nice dessert. Yes. I, I had cheeseburger, I think I had a cheeseburger pretty much every single day of my life. <laughs> and I can only imagine how bad a burger that was. Terr- a terrible 1980s burger. Like leather. 
What a vivid memory from Rich. A yellow beige plate of fish cakes, Ooh. always on a Monday, that were made from the leftover fish fingers from the previous Friday. Something weird Something weird goes on with the fish at schools because, like, you would think the kids love fish and chips, but my, my eldest, who's 14, always thinks back at these horrible tuna fish cakes that she was force-fed back when she was uh, at the same age as Thea. Jackie says, on swimming baths day, it was cheese pie or roast dinner plus hot chocolate and a melting moment biscuit. Uh, but a bad day was semolina and mandarin segments. <laughs> uh, when we say school dinners, what meal pops into your mind? Some horrors coming into the show. Uh, Bush and Rich, we used to have scotch broth and a shortbread biscuit together at Underbank Primary School in Scotland. <laughs> uh, we've got Buffy on the line. Buffy, what meal pops into your mind when you think school dinners? Oh, it was liver and bacon. It was disgusting. Disgusting! It was the most revolting thing you've ever seen. The liver was literally, you could have played ping pong with it. And then the, um, the bacon had like these big sort of white bits of gristle in it. And I just, I will never forget that um, one of the kids next to me was forced to finish theirs. I don't know how I managed to eat it but anyway. And then they literally projectile vomited it across the table and then they got into really bad trouble because they'd been sick. Oh, it sounds like... Um... <laughs> That thing Tenko from the 1980s, some kind of camp going on there. I mean, it's weird for me. That is actually my favourite meal of all time, liver, bacon and onion. It's my mum's recipe that she always makes uh, whenever I go down to to Devon to visit her or whatever. I love liver and bacon. I guess you've been scarred by it. Well, do you know what? It's funny because literally I think it probably took me about 30 years to get my head around the idea that liver could actually be edible again. But yeah. Can I mediate uh, between I, the two of you and suggest that um, Buffy could be right here? Uh-huh. You may love your mum's one, but would you have wanted liver and bacon done en masse in a school canteen? There's something about canteen food that I love, though. Like, imagine in a big hot plate and a ladle. Oh, yeah, I'm getting starving even thinking about it. Oh, no, not liver and bacon, though. <laughs> it's just revolting. Khalil says, on text, semolina was the stuff of nightmares. Should you mix the jam in or try and save the jam in an attempt to take away the taste when you finish the semolina? Revolting. However, I married a girl from North Africa and she makes bread out of semolina and seriously, it's lovely. Oh, Maybe there's hope for semolina after all. Oh, I need to try some of that. Mm. Uh, Simon has a vivid memory. What's yours? It was Hungarian goulash. Hungarian goulash for school lunches. I can't even imagine trying to sell that one to my five-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, it was um, well, it was kind of quite gloopy. I seem to remember, and um, the, the meat was like almost unrecognisable. This is something. You weren't in Borstal, were you at all, uh, Simon? In no, your young years? No, 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 no. I wasn't that well be- that that badly behaved. Ah, oh, there you go, Freudian slip. <laughs> and you'd uh, you'd lap up the goulash now, would you? Personal question. Um, I think I probably would because I mean, you know, if now it'd probably be something you'd probably find at quite a high-class restaurant. I think these yeah, days. I'd pay uh, fifteen quid for goulash <laughs> out of a, a, a hatch in East London. Do you know what I mean? So, so yeah. there you go. <laughs> so um, yeah, but back then it was just like you know, it, it's like those kind of prison lines where it was just you know slurped up in a great big ladle and then just splatted onto your plate. I, I, think, I genuinely think kids don't realise how lucky they are today, because your your childhood sounds like something from Oliver Twist. No, oh, well, no, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> but, but some of the meals were. <laughs> this is Home Time with Bush and Ritchie. Bush and Ritchie's bonus day. Extra day this month because it's leap year, February 29th. Wouldn't normally get the chance to do this, would we? So, what is the thing that you've always wanted to do but you don't have the time? Well, we've all got this bonus day, so let us help you do that one thing. 
Get online now and tell us about it. Absoluteradio.co.uk slash win. You've gone to Wednesday evening. Time is of the essence. And we've got Rich on the line right now with his idea of an ideal bonus day. Rich, what would you do with that extra day? Right, I would love... I'm a bit of a history geek. Um, and I would love to go to somewhere like Hampton Court Palace. Behind the scenes to see what the public don't generally see. And to stay there at night. OK, we'll deal with the staying there at night in just a second. What, what history at Hampton Court Palace then? What kind of stuff gets you going about that bit of history? Well, um, as my kids will tell you, oh, they've been to pretty much every castle and palace there is. Um, they won't come with me anymore, so I have to go on the <laughs> That's Henry VIII's joint, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. It'd yeah. be like Wolf Hall going around there, yeah. pretty much. Yes, exactly. It's, a fa- it's an amazing place. Do you all do, if you do go, I'll follow you around with a loot. <laughs> just play in the background. <laughs> Could you? That'd be really good. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, fine. So it's haunted, is it? Is that by his wives? Supposedly, yeah. Lots of different ghosts. And there's people say there's sightings quite frequently and stuff like that. Well, I'm a, one of these people that sort of believe it when I see it. Well, I mean, um, you, you said that you've been to pretty much every, you know, uh, castle and palace going up and down the country. Have you ever get that kind of cold feeling, the hairs on your back of your neck stand up, that there might be something else there, a spirit? No, yeah, but that's... Probably my wife tapping her fingers saying we're going home yet. Hey! <laughs> Love it. Well, that's a great... What, what a fantastic thing to do on a bonus day. And, Rich, make sure you enter online, absoluteradio.co.uk slash win. We would not want that to fall between the cracks. Thanks very much. I will do that. Uh, Susan would love to go riding a horse on a beach. That's how she would spend her bonus day, given the chance. Really? What, like the Lloyd's TSB advert or something? <laughs> You're thinking that. I was thinking that TV show of our youth, Silas. Oh, do you remember that? He was always starving, wasn't he? I always thought I'm so chuffed for him that a local village is giving him some food and then to see him eat a bread roll <laughs> haunts you for the rest of your life. Uh, that's what Susan wants to do with her bonus day. You can enter at absoluteradio.co.uk slash win. Uh, Rachel, there's some quite weird ones going on at the moment, actually. Rachel Thompson from West Sussex says she would like to feed the sloths and see if they really are that lazy. <laughs> An animal that might just have bad PR. We don't know. <laughs> Alison's hanging on. What's your idea, Alison? Oh, I would have a spa day completely be the opposite of what I normally do on the last day of every month. Well, that's intriguing. So what do you normally do on the end of every day of the month that means it's stressful? Apart from tearing my hair out, I'm trying to register everything that's not nailed down in the dealership. Oh, right, so you, you work I'm in a car dealership. Trade, yeah. <laughs> so oh, I've heard that this, this is kind of crazy at the end. Why, why is everything so crazy at the end of the month for people who, who work in the car industry? Oh, there's only one day in the month, isn't there? <laughs> oh, I see it all happens ah. on one go. <laughs> they literally, everything that gets consigned, which means it's in the country, um, obviously we speak to the customers, ask them if it's OK to register their car because it's due in the next few days, and then the guys can get to hit their target. And that is your end of every month? Every month for 16 years, yeah. So, Alison, so February 29th, so will your busy day still be the 28th, and then 29th is just literally going to be a nice bonus extra for you? No. Ah. The 29th will be like the end of every other month. It's just we've got an additional month, a day to actually, for them not to get organised and just okay. get me to tear my hair out. So give us a little sense of just how stressful it is. When, when it is normally that last day of the month, what do you get home feeling like and what happens to you? <laughs> um, normally at the end of the month, I'm late home because we never end up working late, inevitably. Um, and by the time I get home, my hair's all over the place because my hands have been running through it so much, trying not to tear it out. Um, and, yeah, I just collapse on the sofa, st- 
stuff me dinner down my neck and try not to fall asleep. <laughs> well, maybe if, <laughs> if if we can sort out your bonus day, then maybe uh, we can get the spa treatment and get the old hair done as well, so it's not so sort uh, of, um, you know, stressed. That would be amazing. Absolutely amazing. It'd be good to break that pattern of behaviour because sometimes you... It's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy, isn't it, when you have a stressful day that you're always having each month like yep. that? Do you know what I mean? Absolutely, 100%, yeah. When you work in, like, the car world, does that mean you end up hating cars? No, see, I'm a petrol head. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, I'm a bit of a nutter when it comes to cars. I always have been. OK, and so you can't get enough of it, so we're not going to be able to deal with that. But in terms of a spa thing, what kind of one... Is there one treatment out of all of them that you think that would be amazing in addition to having your hair done? Oh, it would have to be a massage. All right. right. Get rid of all the stress out your shoulders and your neck. Do you, have you got that thing where I get that where I look left and right and I can hear the interior of my neck go... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the one. I offered to massage him all the time, but he always says no, so I'm not sure how much it hurts. Oh, oh. mate, that's just rude. Well, that will be my bonus day, and that's for a, a later episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've all made each other feel uncomfortable there. Yeah. <laughs> right, Alison, we'll let you go and register some cars. I've got to go and get some knots out of Bushy's neck, all right? Oh. I've, I've had 50 car orders over the weekend, so I'm in the middle of trying to order them now. Well, don't get stressed out. Thank you for applying, and it's lovely to speak to you. And to you, my, my, my beautiful boy. The noise of the past. It's Bush and Ritchie's Sound of the Decades. Absolute Radio 90s. So we've got this sound effect from the 1990s that's kind of confusing everybody. It does sum up that decade. It goes a bit like this. If you can get it right, you can win yourself, and it's very rare that we have a prize of this level, a home-time DAB digital radio. Right, will it be going to Horsham and to James? How was your weekend, James? Uh, good evening, chaps. Um, quite a chilled one, if I'm honest. Give, uh, give us a little uh, insight into what you got up to. Uh, with my boys, my three-year-old and my 14-year-old son, uh, a little bit of cooking. I love to cook. Um, what did you cook? The, uh, steak. Oh, I cook over fire a lot of the times. Um, So barbecues, smoking food. Uh, I'm presuming that you have, as a dad, a tea towel over your right shoulder at all times. (laughs) So I have a tea towel over my left shoulder. So I can reach up with it with my right arm, pull it down. Okay, I think it's Uh, right right on right shoulder for army, left shoulder for navy. It's a different military thing. That's fine. (laughs) This this is awkward. Um, and, And one on a belt loop. Always have two. Wow. One on, one on the shoulder and one on a belt loop. It's, it's almost military regalia. It's like chatting to Colonel Gaddafi here. <laughs> yeah. We are just novices. Uh, right, James, uh, let's let's talk sounds. Uh, what what station of choice do you uh, listen to home time with? Absolute Radio Country is my one. Yes, Good lads. You got a favourite act, favourite country musician? Tomorrow, we're heading up to London to see Jordan Davis in concert. Oh. Um, Jordan Davis, Luke Combs, um, yeah, anyone. All, all through the decades. It's, it's, it's all coming together now with him listening to country music whilst he's cooking on an open fire. Yeah. Just the stars. Got the vibe. 15 de- tea towels tucked into different <laughs> loops of his belt. Right, James, have a listen to this sound from the <laughs> 90s. Here we go. That's the one that's been going for nearly three weeks now. James, what is your guess for the sound of the decades? I think it's a Nerf gun. Now, Nerf gun, if I'm correct in thinking, is the 
The gun that fires a little tube of kind of sponge or foam. I'm very familiar with them, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear, some of these more modern ones can uh, really leave you smarting when you get hit on the backside by a six-year-old. Uh, James, have you had Nerf guns in your house at some point? Um, I have, and I still have them, and the sound actually triggered a little bit of PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good guess. Let's find out if it's a correct one. You're a loser, and you have lost. Sorry, mate, it's good, awful, yeah. but, but it's not right. <laughs> it's close, but yeah. Awesome, thank you so much. Hey, look, he's off to cook something amazing right now. He's probably just back out to cook <laughs> someone on the cut. What are you having tonight, then, uh, James? Funnily enough, earlier you said chicken Kiev, so it's chicken Kiev and sauteed potatoes. This, oh. this man lives the dream. When did you win the lotto? Was it a couple of years ago? We still the money knocking around. Oh wow! That's what you do. Be more James. That's the message from tonight's show. We aspire to be him. Uh, hard luck, James. The sound of the decade remains in the nineties, and your next chance to guess will be tomorrow on the show. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. Every Monday night, we like to do in the final hour of the show a thing we call Only Good News. Where, because it's quite tough at the moment, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of people under pressure, it's just nice to hear other people having nice things happen to them. And it's almost manifesting, because it might happen to you too. So if something good has been going on in your life, please share it with the group. It's 8, 12, 15, we'd love to hear about it. So some good news, uh, good news from me, from from, from home. Okay. They got, got the chance to uh, get displayed this morning, but it kind of happened on Friday. Little lad Rocco, he's five, turning six soon, uh, got the class rosette oh my word. Uh, in assembly on Friday for doing good maths. That's really good. He's like his dad. He's not gifted at maths, so he's been working hard at it and uh, got the rosette. Uh, so when I was getting him ready for school today, dressed in the uniform, had to pin that extra icing on, the rosette. But what I love about it is it's just something that feels like a different age about wearing a rosette because you've been good at something. It's like it was like a sash. It's yes. like David Trimble exactly. walking around. Just imagine, like, our boss given you and me a, a rosette because we've been the people that have done really well this week. You, and you get to wear it for a week and everyone goes, oh, look at them with the rosette. I think very, you know, these days you don't get uh, like a, a visual manifestation of doing well. Exactly. You might get told that you've done well I'd or an email, that. which would be great, but you don't get to walk around with a medal or anything. More workplaces need to do this. Just a little week-long temporary kind of, yeah, medal or rosette. What about, I like the idea with the whole thing with uh, the Tour de France where the current leader gets the yellow jersey great idea best person in the in the office for this yes. week gets the yellow yellow jerseys or like a nice uh suit top yeah like a jacket <laughs> jacket some kind of like jazz jacket like that with number one written in sequence on the yes. back or we can workshop it so look if something good's happened to you maybe you've had a rosette as well we want to hear from you tonight on the show nate's got in touch he's only been asked to be a godparent oh wow that's amazing good lad nate are you a godparent i don't i've not been given godparenting yes. responsibilities I, am, yes. I think i'd be quite a terrible um Role model. <laughs> it's probably why I've not been asked. But yeah, so, well, you know, fingers crossed, I keep waiting. Uh, get in touch, we want to hear about your good news tonight. Uh, Chloe's on the line, tell us what's happened to you. Oh, our good news is that we got our wedding photos back from the photographer, so we've had a lovely time looking through them. Oh, amazing. What's your other half's name? Reuben. So you and Reuben have sat there and gone through it. I think, I guess the big fear is that they're, they're, you don't look as good on the day as you thought you would do, or they've got you in a weird pose or something. Thankfully, there's not many blunders. Most of them are brilliant. So how long ago was the big day? How long? What, what's the average wait these days for like photos to come back? Because it's been a while for the pair of us. Yeah, it was about three and a half weeks, so we got married on the 14th of January. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. And in terms of staging for photos, is it still a thing? To, were, were you carried sideways by the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the groom and all the best men? <laughs> Not quite, but I, I was asked to get in a bath. Um, but, yes, very staged photos, oh. but some gorgeous natural ones. Pictures have changed. Got, gone for the last of the summer wine kind of vibes. Yeah. <laughs> wheeling past down the hill. <laughs> uh, can, we, can we ask about the bath? What happened with the bath? Um, there was a absolutely huge roll-top bath in the bridal suite, so there had to be a photo in it. My word, what goes on in the bridal suite <laughs> stays in the bridal suite. Time for us to back out of this phone call, but we're really pleased for you, Chloe. Thank you. Grandparents just found out by their lovely daughter, Leanne, and her partner, Mike. Uh, we've got Anita on the line. Anita, please tell us your good news. So, um, I used to run school kitchens for about 12 years. I was area manager, just sort of going school to school, just health and safety stuff. And um, I decided that I wanted a change of career once my children got older. So eight months ago, I started working for an estate agent, training to be an estate agent. I've just sold my seventh property, and I got my first review that named me personally on Google. Oh, wow! That is that's a rosette in many ways, isn't it? Like we were saying earlier on. I'm so pleased. I'm so made up. What a changing career that is, going from I the know. school canteen, talking about school dinners earlier on, to suddenly being totally a stage agent. the end of the, of the spectrum, isn't it? <laughs> and would you advise, and probably a lot of people listening to this right now who uh, yeah. want to do a career change but are probably a bit scared of it, you would advise yeah. people to do it? Oh, absolutely. It's the best thing I ever did. I love it. Absolutely love it. I love learning. I love to do something new. You know, it's, it's so good. I, I, it's brilliant. I love it. Bless you. Proper good news. Yeah. This is Home Time with Bush and Richie. Bush and Richie's bonus day. Time is running out for you to get involved with our bonus day, our harebrained scheme. We've noticed that it's a leap year. We get an extra day in February, February the 29th. Why not do something on February the 29th that you've always wanted to do but never had the time? That's what the bonus day is all about. Tell us about it online, absoluteradio.co.uk slash win, and we could make it happen for you. Let's meet another dreamer. Uh, David, what's yours? I would like to learn to weld. Oh, wow. You think of people learning and thinking about stuff they'd like to learn, like maybe I I bought mouth organ courses over the... uh, uh, When we were in lockdown, never got round to it. People talk about learning to play piano or paint. Welding isn't normally up there on the list. Um, Well, I don't know, it's like sticking things together, but permanently. (laughs) Yes. What a great way to think of welding. So, so, Dave, have you got something that you want to weld and that's why you want to spend a bonus day welding or you just want to play at welding? Mm. No, I just want to learn to weld. Uh, I've always wanted to, to learn to weld. OK, um, and, and, and what bit of welding gets you most interested? The, the big bright light that you're not supposed to look to or having, or, or having the little face mask thing that you've got at the front? No, the big bright light's scary. The face mask is quite you know impressive, uh, but also just the, the ability to stick two bits of metal together permanently. You know, rather than using sellotape. Keeps on going on about sticking stuff together permanently. Just just makes me think that he's like doing some Wallace and Gromit style creation. What are you going to make? Give give us a little insight. You must have an idea of something that you'd like to create there with your welding skills. Um, I'd like to make um, an ornament for the wife. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that is lovely. What kind of thing would she be into? Do you think? Um. Probably not something that I'd make, but, you know, you can always try. Well, you're making stuff to order now, so you've got to think of the customer, I guess. Exactly, yeah. Maybe a nice vase or something or other that you can sort of, like, weld a, a, an ornament to, make it very specific. 
Yeah, that's not a bad idea. It's good. Well, well, that's it. This is our first kind of craft-based um, um, uh, call we've had so far about uh, bonus day. So it's good to have they're on board. So listen, thank you so much. Good to speak to you. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Get your idea registered if you'd like to be involved. AbsoluteRadio.co.uk slash win. This is the Daily Takeaway. As this episode's gone on, um, the idea I've had about the National Day today... I've, I've really lost confidence lost in your it. Confidence. Do you want to knock it on the end? <laughs> no, go on. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to hear what it was. So, obviously, no. earlier on you were saying, it's a very good point, uh, you've got Pancake Day, yeah. Valentine's Day, but Monday's like left on its tod, not really doing anything. Yeah. You thought of a good... Yeah. Or it could be called... No, it's so niche. Um, it was because Friday was National Pizza Day um, and Domino's have launched today, actually today, yep. they've launched a new side... Uh, which is uh, their Domino's cookies uh, with a full Cadbury's cream egg wrapped inside. Oh, I don't know about that. That's a, that's uh, that's a national day that I could get with. What, uh, what about national... Cookie day. Or, or put eggs where eggs really shouldn't be day. <laughs> Didn't need an egg day. Yeah, but it's not an egg, though, is it? Well, it is. You're weirdly enough, right? If you eat a Cadbury's cream egg, I don't think about eggs at all, even though it looks like an egg a yeah. little bit. But when you see a Cadbury's cream egg eke out the side of something where it normally isn't yeah. and I mean that in terms of food I just think oh my god it really does look like a, a kind of a, a dropped egg yeah you know what I mean on, uh, on an aside uh-huh. of Cadbury cream eggs I'm really I, don't worry this episode's very very <laughs> nearly finished um, a, a consumer question the other day on the way home on Friday's home time show we all finished yep. heading home uh, I was at Liverpool Street Station I, and in a news agent and I picked up a Cadbury's cream egg from the carton of Cadbury's cream eggs. Okay. Thing is, when I got on the train and unwrapped it, didn't notice, but it was a Cadbury's caramel egg and it had been put mm. in the cream egg box. Where is my consumer rights on that? I think you've got... Uh, well, you can't really return it because I presume you'd have eaten that within a second anyway. Oh, yeah, it was gone by Hackney Downs. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't really return I, it. I think you're up a certain creek without a paddle, mate. Okay, I think we're done for today.